Welcome into this week's edition of the Recruiting Breakdown, Big 12 Championship Game Edition. My name is Jerry Hamilton, joined as always by Justin Wells, deep, 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 deep in East Texas today. Or is that true, or are you kind of medium East Texas today, Justin? I'm medium East Texas. I'm not okay. too deep. Tyler's pretty not, centralized for East Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not over on the Texas-Louisiana border. All right, today, guys, to this recruiting breakdown, we're going to hit on defensive back recruiting because two of the most talked about targets and the top targets left on the board in this 2024 class are Kobe Black and Xavier Phil Same uh, to go with the three defensive backs they already have committed. Then we're going to hit on defensive line recruiting because Texas is re-engaged with a uh, SEC uh, pro a prospect committed to an SEC school after a coaching change. Then we'll just get into a little bit of portal. You know, look, what positions is Texas looking at? We think they're going to be looking at in the portal. And we'll end with a little 2025 talk. I'll also mix in a question about Ryan Wingo uh, but for Justin. But we'll, we'll end with a little 2025 talk. There were some talented kids at the Texas Texas Tech uh, woodshed beat down 57-7 on Friday. So we'll hit on a couple of those kids. Before we get going today, I want to take a second for a sponsor of the recruiting breakdown. That is Texas Allstate agent Mark Saunders. When it comes to protecting all your stuff, wouldn't it be great to have one place that protects it all? Here's some good news. Texas Allstate agent Mark Saunders is the only insurance agent you need to keep tabs on protection for all your stuff. Everything from your home, car, boat, to your motorcycle, RV, and ATV. Call Texas Allstate agent Mark Saunders' office today at 512 218 8571. Are you in good hands? With over 35 years of experience, you will be with Texas Alarm alum Mark Saunders. Give him a call at 512-218-8571. With Mark, without Mark's 35 years of experience, you might miss a few keys in getting the best insurance uh, coverage possible. Thank you again to Mark Saunders, Texas All-State agent. Uh, Justin, let's start with uh, defensive back recruiting. Um, I'm just going to get to it. Kobe Black, originally scheduled to announce tomorrow's push that back. Obviously, Texas and Oklahoma State are playing the Big 12 championship game Saturday. Um, kind of, you, I know you spoke with somebody close, close to the Kobe Black camp. What did they tell you about the reason for pushing that date back? Well, when I saw Kobe and his, and his parents a week or two ago, they had mentioned November 29th being the date, but they also mentioned there's a possibility that uh, Conley was doing UIL one-act plays in the auditorium, and they wanted to use the auditorium for the announcement. The gym's not very big at Conley if you've ever been there before. It's it's actually it's actually pretty small. And so uh, and th that was always a potential. And then I spoke to Keith Black, Kobe's father, yesterday morning, and, and he said, yeah, they're going to move it back to next week because that, that, that auditorium is being used. He said they, they, they just have to wait for it to be used. And it, I almost feel like it's convenient because I think Corey Black wants to be there. I think his dad, I think Corey wants to, to be in, you know, at the ceremony as well. Um, I can't tell you how many people text me about Texas A&M and Mike Elko. And I get it, I guess, you know, everyone's first reaction to a kid postponing a, a commitment announcement is, oh, oh, bad terrible, horrible things. And then well, I think he's, clearly, on, he's clearly going to AM with the play with the Yeah, like somebody on the other on a on a, a competitive competing site said, oh AM's in the mix. And it's like, no, they're not. It's still and no, Texas. And no Texas fans, Anthony Hill's not transferring to Texas AM. 
So yeah, you can't you forget you about buying stuff people throw up on Twitter. Then I mean that's your fault. Uh, you'll you'll get you'll go down a misinformation rabbit hole of crap. And so unless we tell you at Inside Texas, I wouldn't buy it. And right now, Kobe Black and Texas are just fine. They're just going to set it up for next week. I think Corey will be able to be there. I don't see it stretching out any further than that because this kid's got to enroll in a month. That's right. And uh, he, he's definitely ready to, to, to make this. And more than that, his family is ready for this decision. I caught up with his mom recently, and she's like, you know, I wish he'd do this now. I wish he'd go ahead. She even told me she wished he had done it in the summer. She's like, I just wish that he'd go ahead and do it. So I think it's coming real quick. I uh, did on Xavier Phil same Xavier Phil same obviously huge news on Inside Texas. I mean, forty thousand plus views on this thread, which is just pretty much this. Florida fired Corey Raymond yesterday, and Sean Spencer, a D line coach, by the way. Uh, so the, whoever the new Florida D line coaches in the next week or so, they'll try to make a late run at DeAndre Robinson. I think DeAndre's solid to Texas. Um, I mean, at five and seven, why wouldn't you be solid? Um, so, but. Xavier Philsain was at Texas for an unofficial with his father last Wednesday. They went down to watch Texas practice, spent some time with the staff, watch game prep. Xavier's big on watching game prep. They didn't go to Florida, um, and um, they go to Florida, and they go on a Friday, and they're there for the Saturday game. Everybody talks about him being there for the Saturday game. It was the Friday game prep. He wanted to be around Florida as they prep for that game against FSU Saturday. Uh, So he makes those two visits. Uh, Texas is still making a move there. It's all good. So it looks like it looks like things are positive. Still a lot of work to be done. But it looks like things are positive. Then Corey Raymond gets fired Monday evening. Yeah. And Xavier Philsam has a tweet and you know, just shaking my head. Uh, you know, then he's on Instagram with Texas commitments. Then he's on Instagram with Florida commitments. So let's get past all that. What does all this mean? <clears throat> all this means right now is that Xavier feels same, the best connection he had on the Florida staff, staff has now been removed. Right. Um, and another defensive coach from that staff has been removed. There's already, Florida's already lost Nasir Johnson, D lineman to Georgia. There's a good chance Maris Williams flips probably to Ohio State. Florida State's not giving up on LJ McCray. So the big thing here is that Florida defensive class, they're taking on water. <clears throat> Are they able to hold these guys? Uh, for Xavier, Early Georgia was blowing him up yesterday. FSU even tried to blow him up uh, recently. But Georgia and Florida, I'm sorry, Texas and Florida are where he sees himself having the ability to have an instant impact as an early enrollee. He he's going to one of those two schools unless something crazy happens. I know Oregon's still trying. That's not happening. So USC went out there. It's not happening. So he's going to Texas or Florida. It's, it's going to come down to a couple three things here. I think he'll make an official visit to Texas. And when he does, I think his mom will be on that visit. And now I think that's a huge step coming up for Xavier Philsam. And I'll say this. We said the same thing about Jarrett Gibson, Justin, which we'll hit on offensive guys in a second. But this will lead us into Jarrett Gibson. If Jarrett Gibson schedules and makes an official visit to Florida, that's probably good news for Florida. If Xavier Philsam schedules and makes the official visit to Texas, that's really good news for Texas. Let's just be real. It can't just be good for Texas and then bad for Florida. If Jarrett Gibson makes an official visit to Florida, that's probably good news for Florida, right? He's already been there three times. If you need to take an official with your parents who live in Gainesville, then that's probably a pretty decent sign for Florida. Pretty Um, convenient. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so that's where we're at with that. Um, So I I think Texas is trending well for Xavier Phil saying there's still work to be done. Uh, There's still work to be done in this recruitment. 
Um, I think getting that mom on campus, get, having that official visit will be key. And I can guarantee you this for the Florida staff. When they hear that Xavier Phil Sane is making an official to Texas, they'll know. These guys yeah. have been around the block. Uh, they know They know the game. They know what's going on. All right, Justin, let's, tra- uh, let's transition to uh, Ryan Wingo. You, Ryan Wingo was at the Texas-Texas Tech game. You caught up with Ryan Wingo. What did he say uh, coming out of that visit as he gets ready to early enroll? Yeah, Ryan Wingo's ready. If there was one game that Wingo needed to come see, it was the 57-7 win over Texas Tech. And it wasn't just because they threw the football all over the field. It wasn't just because they played a lot of freshmen, which, you know, talking to these commits and, and recruits, that is a big, big factor in, in Sark's factory. Hey, you will play early if you can play. It wasn't that. It was he got to see Arch play for the first time, and he got really tickled about that. That was something that he he wanted to see. He's close to Jonte Cook and DeAndre Moore. Those are probably the two guys he's closest to. Um, on the team, but he also connects with Arch Manning pretty regularly. And so the fact that he got to watch Arch, because in his eyes, that's probably going to be the guy throwing him the ball most of the time when he's in Austin. And so he enjoyed that. He brought his dad. He brought his grandmother. It was the first time his grandmother had ever been able to to come into Austin. She wanted to kind of get an idea what it's going to be like when he calls Austin home in in, in a little over a month. Uh, Ryan was excited. He came in really late. Wednesday night, he got in at like one o'clock in the morning. I remember his dad, I think, texted me at like 1 a.m. Uh, they went and had a, a, a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner with, with, with some people. Uh, Brian was able to hang out with the team a little bit, check out practice, check in on meetings. And ultimately, he feels like he made the best decision. There is no uh, buyer's remorse there. Like, like Ryan is happy. You know, because it was it was close to with Missouri. You and I both know that it was really close. Missouri made it made it a battle. But Texas in the end just was too much top to bottom. And he's ready to call it home. He's ready to come in and play. He knows they're going to lose three or four receivers to the draft, to the NFL, to graduation. He knows there's going to be an opportunity to come in and play early. And I'm telling you, all those freshmen that saw the field on Saturday night on rather Friday night against Tech. That's that's if you ask those players, that's what's made an impact. Seeing Look, all those young guys playing, we'll, we'll talk about Jordan Johnson rebel here, here in a second, and then that was noteworthy to him too. And so with Wingo getting to see Arch sling it around, getting to see Texas score a ton of points, apparently the environment and the atmosphere was t- the best he had ever seen in Austin. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Jerry, you and I have been doing this a long time. Yeah. Texas games after Thanksgiving don't generally get a big crowd usually. Back when it was AM, you would get that crowd. But now with the way with the way Del Conte and those guys have, have transformed the game day experience and the light show and things that they use, man, that win was top to bottom huge. And I think Ryan Wingo was just that much more eager to call Austin home. Yeah, and getting to Jordan Johnson Bell was going to bring that up as well, Justin. Texas has the three defensive backs committed. Uh, that is obviously Santana Wilson, corner from Arizona, whose father's a uh, former NFL safety and NFL executive now. Um, Jordan Johnson Rebel, and then Wardell Mack flipped from uh, Florida to Texas. Uh, Jordan Johnson Rebel also was at that game. IMG graduates from high school December 14th. They're even earlier than most high schools around the country. Uh, so catching up with Jordan Johnson Rebel, well, what did he have to say about that game day experience? Because obviously he's been to Texas a lot. But I can tell you from talking to somebody in the family, they said it was on another level. 
Friday night. Yeah, Jordan said he'd never seen DKR like that before, and like you like you said, he's been there. It feels like a half a dozen times. Uh, you know, him and his mom absolutely love Texas. J- Jordan's been in love with Austin for I think a long time, even before he committed. You know, this four, yeah, this is a Fort Worth native. This is a, a Lone Star State kid that 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 just went to high school in IMG for a reason. Uh, because he is a self-motivated kid. That's One of the most interesting things about – a few of the interesting things about Jordan Johnson Rebel. One, obviously, he's going to be on campus, I think, a little bit earlier than these early, early enrollees. Uh, like you said, with, with IMG graduating when they do, he's going to have a chance to kind of get in. There's a chance he could be on campus for, for some of the bowl practices. No doubt. It's happened, it's happened before. And so Rebel is that prepared. He's that ready. Like, I mean, he's just super, super motivated. Also, he's up to 190 pounds. And I know that made Texas really happy because they, they'd like him to get a little bit bigger before before he gets on campus. 190 is a great weight for him right now. Also, they're looking at him at like three different spots, Jerry. He's probably going to start out at star and nickel. They've talked to him about watching John A. Barron and, and, and potentially, you know, sliding into that. But you know his versatility. He can play both yeah. safety spots. He can play some of that star nickel as well. I thought that was interesting. But the most noteworthy was the fact he goes, you know, I'm also recruiting another safety. <laughs> man, really? He said, man, I'm, I'm going to get Xavier. I'm going to get Phil Sane to flip from Florida. And that just shows you, like, I, I can't say enough good things about that kid. Like, it's one thing after another. Remember when he did his interview right after he committed with us on OTF? He was unbelievable. He was top. I mean, you could just tell he's a pro. He, he handles himself in such a mature manner, in such a prepared manner. No wonder Texas is so big on him. But I love the fact he's 190. I love the fact that he might be on campus a little bit earlier than some of the other freshmen. And the fact that he's recruiting another player at his position, that shows you teamwork. That shows you mentally, Val, and that is a culture take. Oh, he is a perfect culture fit. When Sark talks about culture, he is the guy he's talking about. When I was at IMG last spring, uh, they considered him one of the two leaders of the IMG. This is the coaching staff and people that run IMG football consider him one of the two leaders of the IMG program. If you're a leader at IMG, where it's almost like a college, uh, a nationally recruited college team where all these yeah. kids from coast to coast, if you're identified as a leader and have the uh, to be that guy at IMG, that says something about you. Perfect culture fit. The other guy I mentioned like that was Jarrett Gibson, by the way, at IMG. So, um, you know, Florida's coming hard after Jarrett Gibson. We'll see what happens there. All right, Justin, let's talk a little portal now because – Actually, no. Stop. Rewind, Jerry. Beep, beep, beep. UPS. Defensive line recruiting. Oh uh, yeah, we got we got another guy that is. I gotta, go, I, I gotta go after. Uh, D, I gotta go a little bit on D line recruiting. One, yeah. I think I think the thought in Austin is TJ Lindsay ultimately sticks with Auburn, which comes as no surprise. We've been I've been saying this on Inside Texas. The Tigers are a little different animal to try to flip a kid from. Texas found that out with DeAndre Carter. And they're finding that out with T.J. Lindsay. So while T.J. Lindsay could show up on campus in Austin, I think the thought in Austin is that would be a tough one. They know that Auburn's a real player in recruiting uh, coming down the stretch. So uh, T.J. Lindsay remains in contact. Where it goes, I don't have high hopes for that one. Texas has reengaged with Terrence Hibbler. Now, how quickly does Jeff Levy get his staff together? Um, what can they do if Hibbler really says, you know, I think I'm going to reopen this. It'll be interesting. I was told by somebody in Mississippi, I've been known for years in this business, that 
The thought around Holmes County High Schools, if Hibbler does officially reopen his recruitment, Texas is the favorite. But with that being said, I caught up with Terrence Hibbler. What was that, Sunday? Um, and uh, he said Alabama is trying to get him to come to a practice this week. And I said, oh, okay. So Alabama's a player. Auburn's also now in contact with him, right? So you got Texas, Alabama, and Auburn swinging on a D-tackle in, uh, in Mississippi. I mean, those are uh, big boy recruitments right there. But what Texas would have going for them with Terrence Hibbler, if he reopens it, is he's been on campus twice. He came in January. Then he came back for a June official visit after he's already committed to Mississippi State. Bo Davis, has a, a, obviously from Mississippi, coat, recruited that state for years, has a pretty good relationship with people at Holmes County High School where Hibbler goes. So that's a possibility. Alex Foster was on campus for the uh, two days for the Texas Tech game, the Baylor commitment out of Greenville, Mississippi. I think Texas is more monitoring that one. I think there's a push if Hibbler reopens. I think Texas is monitoring Alex Foster. He passed the eye test, 6'4", 263, 10 and a quarter inch hands, 83-inch wingspan, somewhere around yeah. there. He's an upside guy. He's got a lot of upside. He's got to get there. Um, so I want to mention D-line recruiting. Uh, edge recruiting, we're not expecting Solomon Williams. We think Texas is pretty good at edge. Uh, so that would probably push Solomon to Bama unless Oregon wants to get greedy. Um, all right, Justin, let's move on to uh, portal recruiting. This is what everybody wants to hear. Yeah, look, this yeah. is the buzzword for the next two weeks. This is it. Uh, the portal window, for those wondering, opens December 4th, closes January 17th, by the way. Teams, kids that whose coat has had a coaching change can actually put their name in the portal now. Yeah. Otherwise, it's December 4th. Uh, and, I, and I bring this up, Justin. I'm just going to bring this up before we get into positions and need for Texas so people fully understand the portal. Once a kid puts his name in the portal, the school he's at has 48 hours to talk to him before it goes public in the portal, before it becomes public to other before colleges. Pop, uh, yeah, before it populates. Yeah, before it populates for all the colleges in the NCA transfer portal. So those are kind of the portal rules, right? So let's talk about positions where we think Texas has a need in the portal this year, still 23 days from National Signing Day for the high school class, but we already have a pretty good feel. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, which side of the ball do you want to start at? Let's start on offense. Wide receiver. Wide you're gonna receiver. Have, you're going to have to replace one of those outside receivers. You don't need a slot. Nope. You turn down a relief Brown? No. But you don't need a slot. You need an outside guy, guy that's yep. going to get vertical. What yep. Isaiah Nayor was supposed to be last year and what A.D. Mitchell was this year. Uh, that's what makes this offense really go is that threat. So I think one wide receiver take 
is, is there because they've got some really good development going on and they got some good guys coming in as well. And so I, I think receivers number one, um, tight end. Listen, Jatavian Sanders is getting drafted in the early second round in April. And so look, Gunner Helm has shown a penchant for being a, for being a solid tight end, being a good a good tight end in this offense. But you need some more depth. Vertical. I think they're going to go that big. Down, that downfield threat too, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. I think threat. they're going to they're going to go big in 2025. I think they're going to get two big time tight ends in that cycle. That's my prediction. I, I four star and above. I think they're going to hit real hard. Uh, that tight end, Jordan Washington needs a little bit of that development. He's got that potential. You talk. And he's about. coming into December, but he needs a little time to bake. He needs some seasoning. He's not ready. To, he's he's not ready to simmer yet. He needs some seasoning. And so I, I think tight end is going to be your next one. Uh, besides wide receiver, I think O line is is set. Yeah. I, I don't see anything there changing. Um, I, I really don't. Uh, they're not going to turn down an All-American if somebody wanted to pop in, but I just don't see him jacking with that. Yeah, Running back is one that before Jonathan Brooks' injury, I kind of thought they might bring in one more of a veteran, kind of like a Trey Watson style. But now that Brooks is, is hurt and obviously probably going to come back, I don't think there's room because you're bringing in Jared Gibson, you're bringing in – Christian Clark, you got CJ Baxter, Jaden Blue has shown he is a running back in this in this conference. And Trey Wisner, I mean, to, people don't understand that kid runs angry. And yeah. so I, I think they're okay there. So on the offensive side, I, I think it's status quo, to be totally honest with you. And the, only, to, Justin, to Justin's point, the only way that would change, and it probably still doesn't change, is if Jonathan Brooks just says, I'm going pro, which I, I think is a possibility still. Then I think you would just get, try to find a short yardage big back. Yes, if he, does. If, he if does. if he does. Yes. All right, so going to defense. Right, one more thing. One more note. Malik Murphy, if and when he does portal, if right, right. you're going to go into the spring with Quinn Ewers as your starter and Arch Manning as your backup, I think they feel comfortable there. A couple months ago, you and I spoke about this, and we had talked about if Malik leaves, do they get a veteran backup, you know, just in case. I don't think they do now. I actually think they like their new backup. And yep. and, and to, to, to tell the truth, Arch Manning's been the backup for a couple months now. I know Malik Murphy started two games, but you and I both know what's going on at practice. Yeah. And I, I think – and I fully feel like Arch Manning is going to be the backup quarterback going into the Big 12 championship game. Like you reported about Malik Murphy, I think Arch is the guy. And so quarterback, I think they're set now. Yeah, and Trey Owens is coming in midterm, obviously a December uh, graduate now. He went back and forth on that a little bit, but he'll be there for spring practice. So Charles Wright, you know, they're, they're, they're going to have their depth there at the quarterback position. All right, obviously, and before hit defense, they will be looking for a punter. I mean, they love the St. Thomas Aquinas uh, kid coming in, uh, but uh, Michael Kern, but he's still going to be a true freshman. So if there's a punter available in the portal, they would definitely jump on that. It just says, hey, it says a it's good to say Texas doesn't need to look for a kicker in the portal, by the way. All right, defense, Justin. Um, I'm going to throw out three positions and give me your thoughts. Okay. Interior defensive line. Linebacker, yeah. middle backer with SEC size. Okay. And potential at safety or defensive back. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, interior D-line, you lose to Andre Sweat and Byron Murphy. I don't care who's backing them up. 
you might want to grab another big body. I know Sadir Mitchell is, is, is the size of New Jersey. I know that, that they like Trill Carter and Vernon Broughton and, and Alfred Collins might be coming back. I get it. But you lose Sweat and Murphy. Yeah. You got to replace beef with beef. Yeah. Okay. And so, and Dre Bledsoe also. So, but, but they need, I think they would definitely, definitely get another interior guy. You're going to the SEC. You better and, have and, and what they're looking for is a run defender with size more so than a disruptor um, to me. Because uh, if Alfred Collins comes back, Vernon Broughton, Dre Bledsoe, they have disruptors with size. They need that other guy. That's a run stopper with size, an anchor guy with size. So if they can find that, uh, I do think they'll get that. Middle linebacker Justin's interesting because um, Leon LaFowle going to be a very good player. Samaje Burrell red shirting, but if they can find an adult in the room with SEC size or a lot of experience at middle linebacker, that would give them more versatility this spring at the linebacker position with Leon LaFowle. It, it would, and don't forget. I think I, I think I mentioned this before in a report. Uh, Anthony Hill's moving to middle linebacker in spring. Yeah. He's moving inside, and so they, they they want him to do the the Jalen Ford treatment. And and I, and I kind of think that's a great fit. Leona's going to be in the mix, um, but another veteran w- w- would be huge. Would be absolutely huge. A guy with some with, with some years. Some, some 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 stats and some credits. I think that would be beneficial as well. And the fact they're probably not taking a linebacker this year, right? So it doesn't hurt to throw another one in there for a depth purpose. Because <laughs> why has Texas been so good this year, Jerry? It's depth at every yeah. single position. Look at all the injuries: Quinn Ewers, Jonathan Brooks, uh, Worthy at one point, Jatavian Sanders, uh, the offensive a couple offensive linemen. But they're filling them in. Everybody's filling in the blanks. The depth there is what makes Texas so strong. And for them to continue that in the SEC, I think they have to go that route. And, and we should probably mention that. That's a good segue. Ty Anthony Smith will probably will likely stick with AM now with Mike. He told Hunter. us he's probably not going to visit yeah. Texas. And Justin Williams likely sticking with Georgia. Texas is going to finish second in that in that race. As long as Glenn Schumann, Kirby Smart, and Will Muschamp are there, people are talking about well, Fran Brown grows. Fran Brown. No, it's all Glenn Schumann. That's his guy. Glenn Schumann, Kirby, and Muschamp are are the three in that recruitment. Um, So probably not taking a linebacker. Then defensive back is going to be interesting in the portal, Justin. Um, Safety, you could see Um, if all the guys come back other than Ryan Watts. And they end up winning out for Kobe Black. Corners suddenly kind of log jam. So do they really take a corner in the portal, or is it more of a guy who's a corner could play nickel? Uh, but I think that I think it leans more to safety. There you go. Listen, they got too much talent. Here's yeah. the problem with corner. You brought in a Gavin Holmes last year, who who's got good speed and he's got some experience, and you know he, he had some some skins on the wall. But you do not want to impede the progress of a Malik Murphy of a Terrence Brooks, of a potential Kobe Black, of a Wardell Mack, of yep. a Santana Wilson. You yep. don't you don't want to mess up the apple cart there. And that's where the portal – I get buddies texting me all the time. Hey, they should try to get this guy in the portal and this guy. Listen, it's all position by position, player by player, fit by fit. Even Sark mentioned it, I believe, on Monday, one of his best moods in a press conference I think I've ever seen him in. He mentioned that he's like, look, you know, we 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 need that depth there, and so you, you got talent at corner. There's talent there. It have to be, uh, you know, a big time five. It have to be like a Travis Hunter, right? 
where you would go, okay, I'd have to consider that. But then you have to look at the NIL factor of it. And fans think, well, Texas has deep pockets. They could just spend them. No, you you have to allocate those resources smart in different yep. areas. You can't just throw it all at one spot. You and I both agree they need a veteran safety back there. Listen, no doubt. If they, they're going to have Jordan Johnson rebel. They're going to have Derek Williams. But you just said, he, hey, if he starts his career at nickel, then he's not even playing safety in the spring. Exactly. What if they, they don't, is, if Warren they don't Roberson the gonna same? Stay, is Warren Roberson going to stay at corner this spring some or cross-training? But he's not – Warren Roberson isn't necessarily going to be a safety full-time. So they need a adult safety in the room. And Jelani. Jelani's yeah. going to get – it looks like Gideon's going to win that fight. There's been a fight between the coaches who gets Jelani. Looks like he's going to win it in the early spring with Jelani being at safety, but he's not ready yet. So a veteran makes a lot of sense. A Jalen Catalan type, hopefully with a better shoulder. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. I want to take a second again before we close out with some 2025 thoughts from the Texas Tech game. Uh, Talking about Mark Saunders, Texas All-State agent Mark Saunders. He is the sole sponsor of the recruiting breakdown. When it comes to protecting all your stuff, wouldn't it be great to have one place that protects it all? Here's some good news. Texas All-State agent Mark Saunders is the only insurance agent you'll need to help keep tabs on protection for all your stuff. Everything from your home, car, boat, to your motorcycle, RV, and even your ATV. Call Texas All-State agent Mark Saunders' office today, 512-218-8571. Are you in good hands? With over 35 years of experience, you will be with Texas alum Mark Saunders. Give him a call at 512-218-8571. Without Mark's 35-plus years of experience, you might miss a few key aspects of getting the best insurance for you and your home, car, boat, and everything else. So thank you very much to Texas All-State agent Mark Saunders. All right, Justin, let's close out with this. By the way, I think we both think Texas, if they sign 22 or 23 prospects, we'll have a third straight top five class. So we'll move on from that. Um, 2025's at the game Friday. Um, Zion Williams is a big one from Lufkin, who we both uh, uh, know, have seen. Um he had, from what I was told, he had a great. I put some photos out on Twitter. He had a great time at that game. I caught up with him. He it, he said he, he hasn't seen a game like that before. Nah, like I know Jamarcus McFarland's his uncle or a distant cousin and coaches at TCU, but TCU can't replicate what that kid just saw at all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They can't replicate that, and you can't replicate that in the Big Twelve. And Zion, you know, the LSU's. Zion will play in the SEC. He will one hundred percent play in the SEC. So I think Texas. Uh, should be feeling pretty good about that with a long way to go. Uh, I caught up with Max Granville's dad, obviously played in the NFL for the Oilers for a while. And they had been, they've been to a lot of places, man. They went to Texas and Baylor this weekend. They've been to Oklahoma. They've been to Alabama. They've been to AM this year. Just thought, they just thought Saturday, Friday night was an unbelievable environment. Um, and that Max got time to talk with PK. Um, in, in the staff, and, and, and he had nothing but glowing things to say about that visit. Max Granville is a kid at Fort Bend Christian who not a lot of people are familiar with, but he's got all the blue blood offers because that dude it can edge rush in a linebacker body. So it'll be interesting to see what Texas does there, where they see his fit and how hard they push, but that dude can rush the quarterback. Uh, Justin, who are some other guys uh, that were there that kind of caught your eye or that maybe you've caught up with after the game Friday? 
man, you just got you put me on the spot. Or so we talk about Zion then, because talk about Zion, talk about D line. Okay, I want to throw out another guy that was there. Reginald Vaughn, the 2025 D lineman from Mississippi, was at the game. That one is D line recruiting in Mississippi, right? But he's very good. But you know, buckle up, you're headed east in the SEC. Uh, but talk more about then, Justin. Talk more about because the one thing I want to say to Texas fans is. A lot of guys Texas has offered or tar- top targets played in the playoffs last Friday and Saturday. They weren't at the game. Duncanville yes. had a game. DeSoto had a game. Carthage with KJ Edwards had a game. Forney played Daniel Cruz. So there weren't a lot of the top targets at that game. So let's take a, set, a little bit more time with Zion Williams because D-tackle is a huge position. Huge. In the Zion huge. Williams and Dylan Battle are your two in-state top targets. Um, DJ Sanders at Belleville is a good player. Is he a guard or is he a D tackle at next level? We'll find out. Um, but talk about Zion because I really think if you're making a board of the top five or six guys for Texas in-state, I think he's on it right now. I think he has to be because you every cycle, now that you're in the SEC and starting next summer, every cycle you need a dominant D lineman. Yep. And, and you probably need multiple ones. Look at Georgia. Their defensive line group. Look at Alabama. That's that's Nick Saban's calling card next to the secondary. That that that's how they built that that dynasty. There is along the D line. Uh, you're going to have to do that. And Zion fits that. And listen, Georgia offered, Alabama offered, LSU offered. Any big school at this point, almost any big school is in the mix. And bigger schools are coming back through Lufkin now. They're cycling back up. Kedron Young uh, was offered by Texas last year, and he committed and signed with or signing with Notre Dame. Uh, they've got some other guys coming up as well, but Zion is the next big dude uh, for the Panthers. And so the fact he'd been to Texas already once, or actually for one game, but he'd actually been to Texas probably half a dozen times already. Definitely in the summertime, a couple times. Texas is in a great spot. You and I talked about it because you had mentioned him like almost over a year ago, I believe, on the board. And then when I went out to see him. You know, Bo Davis was a fan, and, and so Texas got involved. But I, I think he's important. I, I think just because of his, his position, it's a primary spot. You've got to you, you've got to hit home on on one. You got to hit him or battle. You got to get one or the other. They're going to go out of state. Yeah, they've shown a penchant for doing that. DeAndre Robinson is a great example. You know, uh, he, their number one, one the number one D tackle on the boards, Brandon Brown out of Melbourne, O'Galley High. He is a total freak. Reminds me of Tommy Harris. So Tommy oh, Harris, Zion, well, he's the quick, fast disruptor that Texas will try to get on campus. They'll get him on campus. They'll try to win out for. But him, Zion Williams, uh, you're right, Dylan Battle in state. I think Zion Williams is the head of Dylan Battle in state. Uh, but, all right, Justin, what are general thoughts to end on? Because we got to get out of here. I got one um, more thing I wanted to bring hey, up to you. Yep, yep. It's going to be interesting. I know it's a year, two years ahead, but we really – you got you need to pay attention to it now. It's going to be interesting. The take is going to be two – in 2026 and who are the running backs going to be yeah because there are three in state that love and, texas and the short choice has been out of state the entire time trey weiser is trey the weiser. only cat that they yep. have gotten since he's been in, in austin from texas and listen they got three really good tailbacks on the hook with tradarian ball out of texas high i've already got an rpm for he, texas he's a there. stud he's a stud by the Come way on. J- Javian Osborne out of Forney is a freak. He's yeah. been on them. Texas offered him. I think he was the second running back in the entire class yeah. that, that Tashar Choice offered. And then K.J. Edwards. Not a lot of people talking about the Carthage running back. I know you and I discuss it quite a bit. Georgia yeah. came through and offered the other day. Yeah. And he has been one. He touched the ball once 
in, in the first quarter against Pleasant Grove and took it 65 yards to the house. And I think he broke four tackles along the way. To me, I think that's something worth watching because with 2025, we know Jordan Davison is numero uno, number one on the board. And I yeah. think Davison winds up in Austin. And then number the number two spot's going to be – there's going to be a lot of movement there. Tiger Ridden out of DeSoto is a guy. They're still going to recruit Harlem Barry even though he's trending LSU. There, 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 there's something there. But I, I thought 2026 recruiting, it looks like Choice is finally going to stay in state yeah. with these younger guys. And he's going to have to decide which one doesn't come. And I got to tell you, that's a decision you and I don't want to make. I, I can tell you one that will be at the top is the kid at Texas High. He's 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 a different level for me on tape as a sophomore. I think he's the number one on their board. Yeah, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure he's yeah, number one on their board. I, I think so as well. All right, Justin, great stuff. Texas fans, thank you for uh, tuning in once again to the recruiting breakdown. We'll probably go live after this week, after the Big 12 championship game, portal window opening next Wednesday. Ooh, um, that sounds like a good time. Sounds like a good time leading up to signing day. We're only 23 days away from signing day right now in the early signing oh, day. Yeah, we're man. here. We're here, man. Better get your Christmas shopping done. All right, Justin Wells, uh, great to talk to you once again, and we'll talk to you guys again next week after Texas beats Oklahoma State on Saturday in AT&T.